Well, today uh, the title of my message is The Fire of God, man. I've I, I really been thinking about it. I've been, uh, uh, this is really something that's been on my heart for a good while. I started to put this message together and uh, I put it in a drawer. It's one of them that sat in a drawer for a little while and bam, the opportunity arose. Now, when the opportunity arose, you got to understand that when, I, when, when the opportunity does arise, arise, generally I go through things on my own that I live the message that I'm going to preach, okay? So one of the things that's, that you'll see at the end of this message that I've come to live is my grandson is in the hospital, in Children's Hospital down here in uh, Birmingham, okay? And you'll understand why I need the fire of God. Because right now they're keeping him there, they say, for six weeks. But I've decided I'm not going to accept that. I've decided I'm going I'm to get the fire of God moving and we're going to get him healed. Last night's what I believe. Now, you know, most of us, when we think about fire, though, we either think about running from it or we think about some way we want to prevent it. But what I want to do today is I want to talk about how to start a fire. I want, I want to bring fire in this place. I want to talk about starting a Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost-filled fire. All right? That's what we want to talk about. You know, when you get saved, I mean, when you truly get saved, something happens. I mean, something happens. You feel it. You feel it. Something, something really happens when you truly get saved. Matter of fact, people look at you and they say, you look different. When you get saved, people walk up and say, hey man, something looks different about you. Your, your countenance changes. Everything about you changes when you get saved. I'm going to tell you something. You can believe this. You may believe this. You may not believe this. But I actually seen a woman at Celebrate Recovery get saved, and she grew three inches. When the world and the burdens that that woman carried around on her were gone, she stood up. And she was stood up full of joy, and she stood up full of peace, and she f stood up full of power. And I'm telling you, that woman every day since that day for years now that I've seen her, every day is three inches taller. Because I want to tell you something, the world has a way of weighing us down. Matthew 28, 18 says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. 19. Therefore, go make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. See, when that woman got saved... When she got saved, it was such a great thing that happened that she experienced the power of God right there. 
She didn't, just, she didn't just get saved. She got saved and experienced the power of God all at one time. And when she did, she grew. I mean, I was blown away because I'd known her for a long time. And I started looking up at her. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, she received fire that day. The fire gives us the power to not only walk out our salvation, but it gives us the power to touch others. See, uh, when you get that fire inside you, when you get that fire inside you, it starts to get on everybody around you. See, when you carry that fire, there's one of two things happen. Either people run to you or they run away from you. When you carry that fire, y'all know what I mean? See, there's more to just salvation. There's more to salvation than just being saved. Psalms 107, 13 and 14, of course, is my most favorite scripture in the world because I experienced that power. And then when I found this, I realized, wow, that's what happened to me. It says, then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. And I was distressed. He brought them out of darkness and the utter darkness and broke away their chains. Is that beautiful? Broke away their chains. So yes, when there is a rescuing that comes with salvation. When, when you get saved, God rescues you from the enemy. He rescues you from yourself. And he rescues you from hell. Look here, Philippians 2, verse 12 says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. There is also a working out of salvation. But, you know, I've been studying, of course, when things happen, when my grandson gets into a hospital and his life's on the line, son, I start digging. I want to know, what, 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 what's this about? Is the enemy attacking? Is this life? I, none of that matters to me. I just want to know, what do I do to fix it? My grandbaby's sick. I want to know what God says about it. I want to know what the truth about it is. You know, I re so I read, I read about people like Smith Wigglesworth. I don't know if you know him, but that dude was moving around. I mean, he's, he's gone now. He died in 1949. We're still talking about him. So he left a mark on this earth, right? He left a mark on this earth. But when I read about him, I read about a man that's going around changing generations. I read about a man that's going around and changing a nation. He's changing lives around him. I mean, he, is, he has this fire, and people are attracted to it when I read about him. I want to show you another kind of fire. Check this video out with me. <clears throat> You're amazing, man. 
You are. You have amazing purpose, dude. Mm -hmm. You're amazing. Father, I thank you for DeAndre in Jesus' yeah. name. Back, I command you right now in Jesus' name. Let him go. Every bit of pain, let him go. Every muscle, every tendon. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Every disc right now, let him go. Man, I'm hearing this. You get back pain all the time. You get a constant. It's a constant. Man, sit. Take your backpack away from your back and sit back the whole way. I gotta see something because I'm hearing the same thing. Let me see your feet. Okay. It's the same thing. I want you to look and see. Come down here. You want to see this from this angle? Come down here and tell me which leg is short. Come here. Let's throw in your back out. Wait. The left one, right? It's at least an inch short, right? Yeah. Because I broke it. You broke it and they put it back together and they didn't put all the pieces back. Yeah. You ready to get a piece? Yeah. Watch. Daddy, thank you. In Jesus' name. Left leg, I command you grow. Right now, in Jesus' name. Where did you break it? Right in here? No, I broke, I broke my ankle. I broke my feet. Wow. Right on. So it was coming right out, dude. Isn't that cool? That's amazing. That is amazing, dude. Now check the back. Yeah, check your back. Stand up and check your back. It's done. How'd you do that? Oh, it's done. Here's Jesus what I did. did I, just, I just prayed in Jesus' name, and Jesus healed him right now. Yeah. Like, do you get, like, do you get, he's actually flowing through me, through the Holy Spirit. I'm no healer, but the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. It's good. It's good, man. It's good. Come on, man. Is your back good? Yeah. Completely good. Did you break it? Yeah. Did you break it in fighting? Uh, you did. You busted it on someone's forehead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm going to show you how merciful God is because his grace is amazing. You see, you broke it off of someone's forehead, man, a few days ago. Come on. Daddy, thank you in Jesus' name. Hand, we command you, be healed. Father, thank you for mercy in Jesus' name. Every bone right now, I command you, go back to where you belong. Yeah. Right now, in Jesus' name. Move it. All right, man. What are you feeling? Oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead and pause it right there. All right, listen. This guy... I see people like Todd White on the street walking around with the power of God. You know what? Todd White ain't nothing special. In fact, he just said, there was a lady standing over there and she said, what are you, some kind of healer? He said, oh no, I'm not a healer. He's walking in the power of God and I asked myself, and I asked myself, and I asked myself, why Aren't we walking in this power? This power comes from the Holy Spirit. This fire comes from the Holy Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5, 19. 1 Thessalonians 5, 19 says, Do not quench the Spirit. Do you know what the definition of quench is? To put out to extinguish. Do not put out, do not extinguish, 
When I look at these videos of Todd White taking, what he's doing is he's taking that fire he's got. He's taking that fire and he's going on to the street. And I want to tell you something. If you'll notice, you notice the crowd started walking up. People started, I'm sure there were some people that went on across the street to the other side. You're either going to run from it or you're going to run to it. But you notice these people came up and they start coming around. What is this? What is this? You know, uh, uh, they're attracted to the flame. They're attracted to the flame of God. And you know what? What do you know? What do you know? Uh, 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 this is exactly what happened to Jesus when he was on the earth. While he was on the earth setting the example for us of what Christians are supposed to look like, multitudes were coming to Jesus. Multitudes were attracted to him. Either that or they were, or they were standing up on a hill saying, what's he doing down there with them prostitutes and them drunks? They were one or the other. They were either attracted to him. So I just keep asking myself, now wait a minute. Why are we not walking in this power? Acts chapter 1 verse 4. Acts chapter 1 verse 4 says, <clears throat> On one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my father promised which you have heard spoken about me. Jesus had already been resurrected. He'd already been resurrected. He come back and he starts teaching his disciples about the kingdom of God. And you know what? He doesn't just say, okay, so he sits down, he starts teaching his disciples. He doesn't just say, okay, y'all, y'all get up, go out, start preaching, Start teaching. Go ahead and get out on go go up throughout the world. Start preaching and teaching in my name. Start teaching people about me. No, he says, wait. He says, hold on. Don't leave. Don't go. Don't start preaching. And don't start teaching. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth. And what do you know? We're a long ways from there. We're probably what they call the ends of the earth now for sure, right? No, he said, wait until you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Wait till the power of the Holy Spirit comes on you. Then, then... Now, you got to understand, you can be saved and not walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. 80% of the people, Glenn, I was going to go a little higher, but we will go with yours. You got to understand, just like his disciples, his disciples had been walking with him for three years. They seen miracles. They seen signs and wonders. They, they, they could have preached great stories just from firsthand accounts. I mean, they was right there beside him the whole time. They could have they done it. They, but, but Jesus said, no, wait. Acts chapter 1, 12 and 13. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe I got that right. 
No, I never did give it to you. It's all right, I got it right here. Acts chapter 1. I'll get there. 12 and 13. My Bible was, so I kind of like it and it feels good, so I was afraid to underline in it. I was like, man, it's, I don't, if I ever start. So let me look this up here. The apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. So what did the disciples do? They obeyed what he said. They went, and basically they went to the upper room. All right? And, and, and uh, when they went back to the upper room and waited, then Acts chapter 2, 1 and through 4. Go ahead to Acts chapter 2. Yes, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a blowing violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house they were sitting in. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit had enabled them. They received the fire. They received the Holy Spirit that day. That's when the ministry began. That's when their ministry began. That's when Jesus released them. He said, wait until you get your gift. When you get your gift, then you're released to go out here and uh, preach the gospel. That's when they had the power. Now, Acts 2, 41 and 43 <clears throat> says, those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000. We're trying to get three people saved in here. 3,000 people. Why, why, why ain't 3,000 people in Arab getting saved? Because we're not walking into power. We're not walking in the fire. We're not carrying the fire around. People aren't attracted to us. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of the bread, and the prayer. Everyone was filled with awe. Is all going on? Now, I'm not kidding. Look, Liberty Church and other churches, I'm not just saying Liberty. There's a lot of churches doing a lot of things, and we're doing a lot of good things, and we're doing a lot of hard work, and we have grown, and they have grown, and everybody's grown. But I want to tell you something. God's ready for another level. God's ready for us to come to another level. People getting saved, people getting healed, people getting set free. And I'm preaching to myself here, by the way. Y'all are just sitting here uh, getting to be a part of what I'm preaching for me. This is for me. So, so why is it not happening? Well, let me rip the first excuse out of the way right now. It's not something that happened that, uh, back in that day that don't happen now. Acts chapter 2 verse 17 says, In the last days God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons, your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Joel chapter 2 verse 28. And after I will pour out my spirit on all people, your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and old men will dream dreams, and your young men will have vision. 
the Holy Spirit hadn't changed. He didn't just all of a sudden grow old and decrepit, and now that he's in this time, he's going to slow down. No, he's the same yesterday, today, and he's going to be the same tomorrow. The same spirit that you read about in Acts, the same spirit that Todd White's walking around with, all these people that are walking around and, and getting people attracted to them because they are walking in the power of God, that same spirit is in this room right now. And, it, and really even more so because he said, hey, we're, I mean, I guess it's up for debate, but 99.9% .9 of Christians all say, hey, we're in the last days here. So I'm pretty sure now he's moving through Gentiles, women, children. So I'm, I'm thinking uh, there probably should be more power moving on right now. So why ain't we walking in that kind of world-changing, family-changing, co-worker-changing power? I'll tell you why. Too much flesh and not enough spirit. I want to make sure everybody back in the back heard me. It's because we're walking around with too much flesh and not enough spirit. Mark chapter 1 verse 8 says, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The definition of baptize means to saturate something. To baptize means to saturate something. So in Mark, they're referring to John the Baptist who's saying, hey, there's one coming and he will, he will saturate you in the Holy Spirit. The problem is that we're not saturated in the Holy Spirit because we're too distracted by our phones, our life, uh, bills, TV, things going on. We're too distracted. We have way too much flesh and not enough spirit. We don't have the power we need to make it through a day without our own falling down because we are not walking in the Spirit. To walk in the Spirit, people's going to be changing around you. Everybody in here, how many of y'all have been in an encounter? If you ain't been in an encounter, check it. Come up, they got one coming in October, man. October, there'll be another encounter. Do you remember how you felt? On fire. Do you remember the fire you received that day or over that weekend? Do you remember how you felt that day? I have seen hundreds and hundreds of people go through the encounter. I see y'all on Monday, so I know what's up. Here you are on Monday, you know what I'm saying? You got that, you feel it. You feel the power, you feel the fire. You're ready to go out here and conquer the world. Well, I want to tell you something. How you felt that weekend is how God is meant for you to live your life from every single day. You're meant, you're meant to live every single day from that place. Oh, but how quickly we move away from it.
the God of the universe, the God that created all of us. If you're a Christian, then you believe this. The God that created all of this lives inside of you. Every step you take, every day of your life, you should be carrying a fire that attracts people. You should, if God of this universe lives inside you, then every step you take, people should be getting changed around you. People ought to be either running to you or they ought to be getting it after, away from you. That's the fire I'm talking about. Revelations 3, 14 through 16 says to the angel of the church in Lacedia, or whatever that is, these are the words of the amen. This is the faithful, the true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, hey, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Lukewarm Christians. Listen, we are not called to be passive. We are called to take over this world. That's what we're called to do. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, and we need as many people with us as we can get with us. And let me just say, you need to be there. God wants, I believe revival's about to kick off. Now, I'm not talking about no little town revival. I'm telling you, there's fixing to be a revival sweep across the world. Let me tell you something. God wants to start fires all over the world, but you know what? You can't do it if we're too consumed with our own flesh. We can't walk in the Spirit and walk in the flesh. You have to choose one or the other. If you want to see people healed, if you want to see people set free, if you want to see people getting saved, then you're going to have to walk in the Spirit. Because it's God that changes that. It's God that does that. It's not you, but just like he said, it is God flowing through you. He can't flow through you if you're distracted by the distractions of the enemy. God wants to start a fire in Arab, Alabama. He chose to bring a message to second service. He would like for the fire to get started with you. Now, here's the thing. There's some things you got to put out of the way first. If it's between you and God, it needs to be removed. Because it's stopping God from using you the way that he wants to use you. He wants to use you in a powerful way. But you can't be distracted. You can't have these little junky things on you that you think mean so much. They don't mean nothing. All that matters is Jesus. All that matters is God. So I'm hoping that this service is fixing to take some fire. We're going to run out here. So how do we do it? How, how do we get that fire? 
Let's look. Matthew 7, 7 and 11. How do you get fire? Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and the door will be open. See, our, our thing is that we want to overcomplicate it. We want to make it so complicated. Matter of fact, didn't God say, hey, if you evil people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will I give to you? Is that what God said? If you evil people know how to give a wonderful gift to your children, if you're my child, I'll give you a gift if you'll just ask for it. You just ask. Saturate us, Holy Spirit. Saturate us. By the way, you got to ask every morning. Saturate me, Holy Spirit. We, want, we need to walk in the power. We need to walk in the power. We need, to, we need to walk in the power of God. Saturate us. Lord, reveal those things in me that is stumbling me up and help me remove them. Thoughts running through your mind. Trash. Stuff you looking at you ain't supposed to be looking at. Whew. We need to get that stuff out of the way. Because you know what? There is people out here that's waiting on you to get it out of the way. They need you, but they need you to walk in power.